Shalom everybody and Shavua Tov. We are continuing where we left off in Kutel Achot, section Orachaim, the laws of the blessings of giving thanks, Bikat Hoda'ah, discourse number 6, paragraph 18, based on the Kutel Moran lesson 24. This discourse was composed by Rav Nosen about a year before he passed away, and he packed in a lot of essentials for being happy in life in this lesson, and it's an unbelievable lesson. That's why it's so long, by the way. At this point, Rav Nosen is going into the details of the story in the Parsha, <clears throat> last week's Parsha, what we read in the Parsha Shabbat Toldot, of specifically Esav coming at that moment when Yaakov was preparing a special food dish for mourners, for Yitzhak Avinu, because on that day, Yaakov Avinu had passed away, like the Gemara says, in Baba Bacha, page uh, 16, we're going to see. <clears throat> and uh, the specific encountering at that time, Rav Nosir is going to go into its significance. So he says like this, Valken, and this is after what we said about Esav being the epitome of sadness and anger and depression because of his lack of emunah, obviously. But this is the pathway he chose, and he's the epitome of that. And the exact opposite is Yaakov. So in a way, it's a battle between joy and depression, the battle between the hatred between Esav towards Yaakov. Valken, he says like this, Rav Nosen, Therefore, it's fitting exactly why the whole story of, of the representation of Esav's evilness came out, specifically when Yaakov Avinu was involved in consoling his father Yitzchak over the passing of Avram Avinu. Like the verse says in the parsha we read yesterday, chapter 25, verse 29. And it happened that Yaakov was preparing a dish, a food dish. Nazid is like a cooked food dish, etc. Right? And, and what was he preparing? Lentils. Lentils is the food of mourners, because like we know, Rashi brings it down from the Gemara, that the mourner has no mouth. And we have no expression. It's amazing to explain why is there no mouth. What does it mean, no mouth? Because the nefesh of a human being is associated with speech. We see in Parshat Bereshit, Adam chaya. And man, Hashem created man to be a speaking spirit. Even though the word nefesh chaya also appears in the creation of the animals and the other living creatures, Targum chooses to translate differently when it comes to Adam. Then what it says, and man was a speaking, uh, living spirit. He doesn't translate it as a living spirit like he did by the animals and the creatures and the birds, but he translates it as a speaking spirit. That the main essence of the ruach of a human being is speech. So when a, 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 a soul departs from us, a person passes away, which means the soul departs. It's connected with the speech, which represents the dot. That's why is this, there this idea that not to speak. Not to speak up. You come to the Avel without a mouth. You wait for the, uh, the mourner to, to start and everything. <clears throat> but <clears throat> that's the idea of not speaking. You have to wait. That's brought down in the laws of mourning. Okay? So he was preparing lentils at that time. Okay? Kumosham Rabotein Uzal, like our rabbi is teaching the Gemara Bababacha, Tedzayin Amudbet. 
right? That that's what Yaakov was pre- preparing. Food. It doesn't say in the Torah what what this food was, but Rashi brings out from the Gemara. We learn out that this is the food that he was preparing as the mourner's dish, because that's the day that Avram Avinu passed away. Ve'az, and then specifically then, okay, the verse continues there. And Esav came from the field <coughs> and he was tired. Okay? Tired and exhausted. From what? He was exhausted, meaning what? We're going to see what it means. That he was involved in murder, in immorality, and in idol worship. The Gemara learns it out that it teaches us, and Yaakov came from the field. What do we care where he came from? What does the Torah say from the Sadeh? So the word Sadeh appears elsewhere in the Torah, in the parsha dealing with a man who rapes a woman, <clears throat> that she's not guilty because she, had, she can scream and no one can help her because she's in the field, and outside in the field no one's there. So Sadeh has learned out for raping, that he raped women, that's the idea of immorality. And Ayef, the Gemara learns out that this refers to murder. The Gemara says he murdered on that day Nimrod because he wanted the special garment that he had, that he received, he, that he was able to steal Nimrod from Adam Rishon, a special, a special garment that had very magical powers. <clears throat> and he, he wanted it, Yasef, so he killed Nimrod in order, he justified killing that he just wants it and justifying murder, even though Nimrod was a Rasha. Okay, but it's not up to him to murder him, it's not his job. There was no Beidin, etc. So, Esav from the word Ayef, they bring from another verse where Ayef means Ayef indicates being tired from murder. That's another verse that the Gemara brings down. Where do you see idolatry from the from what it says afterwards? Hal itenina, this is the Gemara says, Hal itenina min ha'adom ha'adom az azeh. That Esav said, this is the literal translation. Make me swallow, stuff my mouth with this red red. In other words, this red dish of lentils, because lentils are normally red. You have red lentils, right? So this red red, from the word this, ze, they learned out that he was kofer, that he denied ze keli ve'anveo. What it says, the word ze appears elsewhere in the shiratayam, azashir moshe, that we say every morning in the morning prayers. Ze eli ve'anveo, this is my Lord, my God, and I will beautify him. So ze, so it says haliteni menadom adom hazeh. They learn how that means, because the word there is not necessary. Haliteni menadom adom. You could have said, why is hazeh? So it teaches us that this is the idea of idolatry. Now Rav Nosson's insight is phenomenal, because it's not brought down anywhere. That what's the cause of Esav doing these three cardinal sins of immorality, murder, and idolatry, idol worship? Okay. So vaz vayavo esav min asadev vayef min abetzicha uminiuf mevodazara shehi bechinat kaas veatzvut. These three are representative of a person's anger and sadness that he does not feel complete. He feels empty. Rav Nosson is saying an unbelievable insight that Esav's actions were due to him not being happy in life. His denial of Hashem and idolatry and murder, the evil input that he had inside of him was due to an anger and a sadness, which means that he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy because if he was happy, he wouldn't do these crazy things. He was not happy. This is Rav Nosson's insight. Just as opposed to think, thinking that Asa was like some philosophical person and everything, the real cause Rav Nosson is pointing out is that he was full of anger and sadness. The anger being a byproduct of his sadness. That Asa was not happy. 
he was not a happy person. That's why he fell so low to try to fill his lusts, which obviously don't get filled. That's the that's the the catch twenty two of this world that you can never be satisfied with the nice cruises and the mansions and the nice vacations and the nice this and going to a pub and having fun and enjoying this world. It doesn't end with simcha. Never dead end. That's this world. True simcha is only the world to come, shining into this world. Period. That's what Rabbi is stressing over and over again in this discourse. <clears throat> okay. So these three represented his anger and depression. So now Renosim points this out. Because look what was happening at that time. Ki Yaakov asak az b'seudat havra'a l'aviv l'nachamo me'aveluto. Because what was Yaakov being involved in at the time? He was involved in preparing the meal of the, of the condolers. The daracha is that the initial meal of a mourner has to be made by somebody else. The mourner doesn't eat his own food. We, we bring for him, like the case of Yaakov, he brought uh, bread and lentils. And Rashi brings down also from the Gemara that eggs also are usable because they represent the same idea that there's no mouth, there's no opening. A lentil, compare a lentil to like a chickpea or another type of uh, legume. There's like a marking, a bean, there's a marking of like a, of the spot of its growth, like a point where it's split and, and, and begin to expand. A lentil has none of that. It's just totally round. There's no like opening point. Like you have like a sedic, like a split on any other bean. This is unique. Even like green peas, they're in a, they're the pod though it has technically a, like a, a slit there. It's good to see how a lentil tree, like a lentil plant looks like. But the, the, the idea of the lentil has no mouth. That's why we don't speak, etc. So he was very busy consoling, preparing the food for the consolement, which is done, Havra'ah, the Sudat Havra'ah, which means like the consoler's meal, for his father, in order to console him from his mourning. Okay? What does that mean? What does it mean to console a mourner? What is the job when we're coming to console? Console means to bring hope, to bring happiness. There's no mitzvah to keep the mourner sad. We try to console him. He's already sad enough, the mourner. He's in shock with losing a relative, a parent, a sibling, a child, right? He's already filled with pain. You don't need to add to it. We need to console him. That's what he's saying here. And he says, What is the main consolation of mourning? The main consolation of mourners and everybody else is the same idea expressed by King David in Psalm 30, verse 12, that King David said to Hashem, you transformed my mourning, because King David, the Gemara says on that verse, was mourning over the death of the 24,000 Jews that died because of the census that he listened to the Yetzirah, to count the Jews, and counting is dangerous. That's why they, so many died. And he saw, when he st- in Yerushalayim, he saw f- between heaven and earth the angel of death with its sword outstretched. When he and the sages of the Sanhedrin saw that, they quickly all dressed sackcloths and started mourning, and the death began. And then Hashem said, I forgive you afterwards. So he says, so King David says, You transformed my mourning, which is mourning over death of people, 
למחול לי, the word מחול can mean מחילה to forgive, but it also means a dance, מחול is a, a, a dance in a circle. You transform, the verse is saying, Hashem, you transformed my hesped, my eulogy, the morning, into a dance, which is happiness, which is the same concept of another verse in Yeshaya, chapter 30, 30, uh, 5, 35, verse 10, Sason v'simcha, Sason v'simcha yasigu v'nasu g'avanecha. The verse in Yeshaya 35, verse 10, the famous verse that is brought now many times already by Avnosen, is that delight and joy they will reach in the future time, and nasu yagon v'nacha, and the sadness and anacha, like the moaning over mourning, will dissipate, will dissipate, will run away. Mentioned above, right? So he's trying to say that this, the point that Yaakov was doing was to instill Simcha in his father, Yitzchak. And it was specifically then when Esav, who is the Aleph Aleph, AA, Triple A example of sadness and anger, came at that moment. It's amazing what Vanessa is going to say here. Okay? Shehu, what is the verse here? Sassan de Simcha. We explained many times. We're not going to explain already in Lesson 23, Part 2. Vanessa is quoting this verse many times. Shehu shetzuichin lahafoch hayagon v'anachal Simcha. The verse... Rabbi Nachman brings is hinting to that Sasan Simcha Yasigu that you reach the joy and the delight and joy you reach, and at that time the sadness tries to take off. The sadness tries to take off, and he says, No, you got to grab the sadness itself, the reason why you're sad, and bring it into the joy. You got to transform it into joy, not to be happy and then forget about your problems, and then after two hours your problems come back to you. You have to take the sadness that's bothering you. And in the middle of the joy, remember it and bring it into joy. To find something good in it, to transform it into joy. Okay? Like it says also in Yermiah, Jeremiah, it says, He says that I will, Hashem says, I will transform their mourning into joy and I will console them and bring them joy from their sadness. So Rav Nosen is showing that this was what Yaakov was really doing. He was trying to bring Simcha to his father. The next stage, Rav Nosen explain the timing of Esav to come specifically at that time. And why, as a result, he, he bought from him the Bechorah in order to take away any trace of joy found in Esav, even the, the birthright that he had, we're going to see coming up. He had to take all the way out of the way because Esav was not fit to do the, to do the birthright because he was sad. Because he was full of sad and angry, anger, proof being that he was exhausted and tired and hungry, and he and he want, he denied he had the three cardinal sins like the Torah telling us, and Yaakov Avinu Mislama knew that also because it came out his wickedness at that at that spot. So Yaakov said, "This person is not fitting to be joyous, and I have to now take the birthright from him," which in a sense we're going to see. It's like Yaakov is trying to transform also Esau's sadness into joy by buying from him the birthright, taking away any joy from him, and taking it away, bringing it to the right domain where it belongs. And by this, Esau became totally bad, and that's his downfall. Because he said, he didn't, if you don't have initial joy on your own, you can't do the Bechor, you can't do the, the devotion of the firstborn. We'll go into that Bezat Hashem. But Rav Nosen's point is the timing. Yaakov was involved in bringing joy to his father Yitzchak. That was the idea of the Nichum Avirim, the food 
that they, that we do for the havra'ah, the first initial meal for the mourners, and all the whole idea to console is in order to bring joy to the mourner, because the mourner, believe it or not, remembers more. There's like a rule you can see in life that a mourner remembers more the people who came to him when he's mourning more than the people that came to a wedding. You can't remember all the people who came to say Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. You don't remember everyone, but for a mourner, every person who comes brings such a joy and a consolation to a mourner. He feels very, very consoled when people come to Menachem Avelim. It's a bigger mitzvah, believe it or not, to console a mourner than it is to dance in a wedding. That's a verse, right? It's better to go to a house of mourning than it is to go to a house of a, a joy and a, and a ceremonious, joyful occasion. Because that's the biggest mitzvah, to transform the sadness into joy is greater than just enjoying yourself and having fun and you go back to your problems. Here you actually transform the sadness into joy. That's why the mourners really want people to come and it's a big mitzvah to Menachem Dem. And it's not something sad. You're now involved, Ajaba, the opposite, in transforming the sadness into joy.